Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of The Dark Zone Dads. This is a podcast about The Division, hosted by The Dads of Destiny. I am your host, Axiom84. With me, I have B. Sculio and Suburbs. Hello. All right, why don't you guys go ahead and say hi. How's it going? Hello. All right. Uh, this being the very first episode, we want to make a couple of introductions, just so you guys get to know us a little bit better. Um, like I said, I'm Axiom84. Uh, I've been video gaming for as long as I can remember. Uh, I got my start way back in the day on the original Nintendo Entertainment System, or NES, as many of you may know it as. And I started playing games like uh, Mario and Final Fantasy. Uh, Final Fantasy was probably my first introduction into RPGs in general. Um, from there, I slowly moved up. I played every Final Fantasy that's ever come out, save the MMOs. Um, got my first big MMO start in EverQuest, back for the PC. Uh, from there, I moved and upgraded, started playing World of Warcraft. And I want to say about four years ago, I moved over to the console gaming and started playing games like uh, the dreaded Call of Duty. Um, <laughs> then I picked up uh, Destiny and... I'd say the week of launch for Destiny, I joined the Dads of Destiny, and I met this amazing community, and I can't say anything more about that. And then now with the, Divench, with the Division launching, um, it being an MMO and a shooter, it's the combination of everything that I love. Nice. Yay. And the rest is history. All right. B, how about you go ahead and uh, introduce yourself? Yeah, uh, so my name is V. Sculio. Uh, that is my online persona as it is. I'm a video production editor and a comedian by night. Uh, I have two kids, a two-year-old Calvin and a four-year-old Lily, who I love very much. Uh, got my start. I'm going to straight up date myself right now. Got my start on the Atari <laughs> 7800. My dad brought it home for Christmas. And we hooked it up to the house TV um, with, dude, with the old school plugs that were like metal. Nice, the screw in. Like screw, yeah, just screw to the back of the TV. So like super old school. Um, and I played Food Fight and Karateka until I fell asleep that night in my sleeping bag on the living room floor. So I got my start <laughs> doing that. Had every system since then. Um was a big uh, Ashton's Call guy. Uh, played a lot of City of Heroes. Those were my introductions into um, MMORPGs. Uh, and then was a big Halo guy. Um, got into Destiny through that. But also throughout that, um, kind of that Halo phase in my life, I, I've been a huge fan of Splinter Cell and some of the other Tom Clancy games and uh, that multiplayer. So Division was a no-brainer for me. Got involved with uh, the Dads of Destiny about... A little before Destiny came out, and um, have been a part of an awesome community there uh, called Legion, and we are actually the ones who produce the uh, the um, uh, I guess what is it called uh, Guardian Down video, where a buddy of ours passed away, and we made the uh, right. made the video for him, and I actually edited that and put that together, and it's got like over eight hundred thousand views on YouTube now um, for our friend Josh who passed away from um, cystic fibrosis. Uh, mm. So that's been my introduction into into destiny and dads of destiny and now here we are at the dark zones dads and i'm super excited to be a part of it from the get-go all right suburbs all right well i'm not going to be able to match up to that but uh (laughs) my name is suburbs and i also started out with an atari i'm not quite old enough to have actually wanted this system but my parents just happened to have it laying around in a box in their basement it was an atari 2600 um so i grew up playing like battle tanks 
and some other ridiculous, you know, kaboom. I don't, if you're not familiar, just Google it, and you'll be disappointed for me. <laughs> um, grew up playing those games. I got a Nintendo, Sega Genesis. Um, never played Super Nintendo or anything like that. My first uh, RPG, honestly, I think my first RPG was the Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Um, I was never really into RPGs before that. Final Fantasy, the turn-based thing, was never really... I was never really big into that because I, I didn't really understand it to be honest. And um, so I played that, and then when World of Warcraft came out, I kind of went nuts and, you know, just played that nonstop to the point where I would bring travel with my computer so I didn't miss a raid uh, because it was my turn to get some, you know, piece <laughs> of loot so I could get this. So nerd status, I know. Um, played that, and then when uh, Destiny first came out, I joined Dads of Destiny. And I was in a in a clan. I want to say it was Greymore, but I can't remember. It's been so long ago. Um, but I played with them for a long time, and then my wife had our daughter, and I kind of dropped off for a while. And recently, when the Division Betas came out, I was looking for people to play with. Couldn't find anybody, and I just happened to see some Dads of Destiny people on my friends list. Joined up with them. It was an awesome time. Um, so I got back into the community, found out the clan I was with is no longer with Dads of Destiny. Um, but still, I ended up staying um, with Dads of Destiny, and it's just been uh, great ever since. Cool. All right. So uh, in this episode, aside from the introductions, we're just going to go over the general format of what the show is going to look like, what you guys can generally expect from each episode. Um, aside from a very brief introduction, if we have guests, they'll go ahead and introduce themselves and give a little backstory kind of like we did. <clears throat> Um, aside from that, the, uh, the basic format is going to be, we're going to start off after introductions, we're going to talk about show notes, um, you know, what kind of changes were made to the game, th- or I'm sorry, not show notes, patch notes, jeez, you can tell I'm yes. all over the place, uh, we're going to talk about patch notes, that way we can uh, better understand how the game is changing, how Ubisoft is either listening or not listening to its players, um, any small tweaks, things like that. From there, we're going to move into what uh, I've dubbed the tactics, blunders, failures, and stories. Um, This is going to be stories from the Dark Zone or from outside the Dark Zone, you know, Manhattan, that whole area. Um, We'll talk about the types of stuff that works for the incursions, the raids, for any of the missions, things like that. From there, we'll move on and we'll talk about the lore, the characters, the faction, and the world as a whole. Um, There's actually some pretty interesting stuff when you... uh, you look at the premise of the division and compare it to some of the real-life um, presidential orders and things that have gone out and where <laughs> the game draws its very basic uh-huh. principles from. Yeah. Um, on this episode, since today is actually launch day, since we're recording on Tuesday, we're going to talk about our first impressions of the division and what we think um, the changes from what we're playing today from the alpha, the first beta, and the second beta. So um, we'll actually turn it over to B. Schoolio for this one because he, on Xbox, I'm assuming, did you actually play the alpha? Yeah, I played the alpha and opened nice. and closed it, so tons and tons of time into it. Cool. All right, so what are your impressions of the alpha? Uh, so for me, the alpha was pretty much a great introduction to the game. It was quick. It was fast, and it got you, you know, it basically just got you the medical wing open, a test of the a taste of the game. And from what I understand, it's basically you're coming in at like level four ish, 
Um, they didn't show any of the beginning parts. Um, and then you were able to get into the dark zone pretty cool. My, my initial impression right away is that I love the idea of the home base. I feel like it takes, so if we're referencing Destiny since we don't have that, it takes the idea of the tower and makes it something that's like now you're a part of rehabilitating, whereas the tower always kind of seemed like distant and like kind of, you know, the city was kind of like you're there, but it, it, you, you weren't having this active effect on it. So, so it I was really like pre-established you know, versus building it. Yeah, but this is like you're building this city back up and you can feel that. And as far as a PvE standpoint, I really, really enjoy that. And I think it will help draw people in and make them feel like the world is more theirs and, and the things that are happening are actually what they're doing as opposed to just mm. like, well, this is an event and it's happening. Hmm. It makes sense. All right. Um, and unfortunately, like I played on the uh, the PlayStation and... Oh, don't say unfortunately I play well, on the PlayStation. In Come this on. particular case, because... Uh, Xbox has all the exclusive content, and so they got the alpha where we didn't. Um, We'll just go ahead and step over to the beta, the closed beta. Um, And again, we'll we'll start with you, B, because you got to see the transition from the alpha to the closed beta Uh and the types of changes that were made. And then we'll move over to Sub and uh, talk about his first impressions with the closed beta. So really the only differences with that were, um, if I remember correctly, the security wing, you had a section you could do, and then the medical wing as well. Whereas in the alpha, it was only the medical wing. So now you had two different sections you could open up, and then by doing submissions, you could finish them to about 20%. So that was cool because then you started to see that the perks you could put on, the different loadouts you had. So like if you were running, say, the pulse, now there was perks you could add to that pulse that made it even better. You know, like it would either give you a hit percentage more if you're shooting at somebody and they were pulsed, uh, meaning you're pinging them with your radar, um, or it would block your overall pulse if somebody tried to ping you with their radar. And like with the medical, there was, you know, you could heal a greater area of effect or, you know, it would uh, be a longer amount of time. So it was cool to see as you unlock those wings, how you're really giving yourself the power to do more things and, and, and play styles to choose and, and transfer from. And I think we talked about this a little bit and kind of going over stuff. I think it's cool because it seems like you're going to be able to tra- change things on the fly. So it really kind of yeah. changes the world we're used to where you like you have this build out and it's rigid to being like, OK, what's going to work for each scenario? And I really like that. Right. All right, Seb, what were your first impressions of the uh, closed beta? Um, I thought it was awesome. The first thing I thought when I started playing it was, like, this is the type of game, since I played World of Warcraft, I've never played another uh, RPG that I was really into. And when I saw the shooting mechanics to this game and realized you couldn't kill somebody with one headshot and it was all about the DPS, I was like, this is the type of game I want. This is, like... They know what they want to be, and they're not trying to appease everybody. They're trying to appease the people that want to play this game. And I I really enjoyed that, and the PvP aspect was really cool, how they, you know, seamlessly into the dark zone you go in there. That was really cool. Um, the one thing I did notice is that there was a lot of complaints from people, um, not just about glitches and stuff like that, but just about things that seemed to not make sense, like... When people would complain about how everybody's... I don't know, it seemed like people were complaining even though everybody only had the same skills. So everybody did the same two things in the closed beta. That was pretty much it. You either had sticky grenades and you healed yourself. One of those two things. So there wasn't really... They really just wanted to show the game mechanics and not really all the different skill sets and variations of the game. And I kind of actually enjoyed the fact that everybody was on the same playing field. Yeah. 
Um, I think it's it's an interesting element, but at the same time, you know, uh, the diversity is what's going to make the game and all that. Oh yeah. oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. it's like people it's were like, complaining about the uh, Dark Zone and everything. Nobody wanted to go rogue, and I'm like, okay, well, if you think about it, in the end game, when you have four people in a group and everybody has their own specific skill set, if you know how to work that right, you can wreck people in the Dark Zone. Yeah, absolutely. And I think people learned that too, like when it was good to go rogue and when it was good to like, you know, you're, you're hunting rogues is obviously a great way to get XP. But like if you were in a situation where a guy was creeping on you guys before you do an extraction, you know, it was really easy to go rogue, kill that guy and run over to another extraction zone. Right. By that time it's run out and then you get some XP. So it's it's really cool to see how you have to specifically choose when and, and when not to do it. Because if you just do it all the time, you're never going to level up in the game. And I think that's awesome. And when you're talking about going rogue, it's interesting. In the closed beta, you know, there was everybody knows that one tower that you could get to with the ropes on both sides where you could go into the red area. And it was really Mm -hmm. cool. It was really, it made me really optimistic for the future that they said something about that. And I guess segue into the open beta or whatever, but how they fixed it. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, there was quite a few things like that they fixed uh, from, the, very, from the beta. To the... Yeah, yeah, and, and so there were glitches with the beta, and uh, honestly, can't fault them. There's going to be glitches with everything on release, but that's the point of the beta is to find those things, to find the exploits yep. and um, any of the stuff that would break the game, such as flying through the oh, air right. or shooting underground, shooting through solid walls. I mean, Being invisible. This, yeah, all of this <laughs> is stuff that we saw in the closed beta. You know, and that's what you're supposed to do, and, and it also tests it you know, the game mechanics to make sure the PvP is balanced and that there's not any particular skill that just completely wrecks the game. And honestly, some of that stuff was because of the limitations of the beta. So you like, you got the dark zone area with these red zones where you could run out the back end. Well, that's not going to be there in the whole game because right. those were just sectioned off so people couldn't see the whole game. So that was an exploit that people were just figuring out because, you know, the beta had to have some limitations. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, because the red zones, I, I can remember you go like... Uh, uh, your level five rogue or on the mandate yeah. status and you run out to the red zone and teleport bed. to the safe room and just wait right. it out that was the yep. best it was the best <laughs> <laughs> in the closed beta i got to the uh, i got those weapons real fast so um my impressions like the first thing as soon as i loaded in the game is freaking gorgeous um mm. i don't know if you guys actually saw it uh there was a 24-hour time lapse video for the division and you know it shows a different kind of weather with the blizzards your reduced visibility all of that i love because it plays a factor in how you're going to end up playing because in the middle of a snowstorm you can't see as far so you may you know the weather may neutralize your snipers because you just can't see far enough to make them as effective as say an assault rifle would be Um, next is you know it's for me it's the small things the details that really make a game and the stuff like watching the snow accumulate on your hat and your backpack, um, wow. the water on the street freezing. Um, when you yeah, run up to a car, you you know you slide across the door or a car using it as cover. You come across an open door. Your guy closes the door as he passes by. Which is the trophy now, which is awesome. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just these small things, that the, the details that really make a game. Because for me, it gives me a lot of hope. If they paid that much attention to the small things... Imagine how much you know how they how much they paid attention to the overall game, to the story, things like that. So, um, you know, with today being launch day, I haven't gotten very far into it. I'm actually just past what the beta showed us. I'm itching to play. 
You're further than I am, then I'm level four. So, so it's uh, I, I'm thoroughly interested. And then here, as soon as the uh, first free update comes out and they start introducing the incursions and stuff, I'm going to be even more excited. I've always loved cooperative play and working together as a team in order to accomplish a, an objective. I think that's the thing that the DoD community has been great at as a whole is oh, really yeah. getting groups of like guys together and teaching each other how to do it and work through it until everybody's kind of at the level. I will say though, one of the things that I noticed, like if you look at the, some of the small things in the game, is I, I noticed. So some of the people walking around the street have the virus, and I was noticing this lady coughing. So I walked up to her, see if I could, get, you know, like if it would scan her, and I could give her some water or whatever. It didn't, and she starts to slowly fall to the ground. She falls to the ground and is laying there on the ground and still breathing. You see her chest rising. Lowering, rising, lowering, and then I watch her for long enough. The breath stopped coming out of her mouth. Her chest stopped moving, and she died. I was like, "That is bonkers." Oh, I, I can't believe you I never watched her that long. I would have. I did like a like a sick shit. I was like, "Is this gonna happen?" <laughs> this lady's dying right in front of me. <laughs> so, I didn't help her. I just watched her die. That's I'm gonna I go did. shoot her dog now. <laughs> That's right. I ate a sandwich. <laughs> I ate a sandwich. Uh, so on the same note, one of the other what, things what that I do Twitter find. Notes? interesting is um unlike the majority of shooters that are out there like you actually have um i'll, I'll use military terms is the best thing i can come up with but civilians on the battlefield like randomly yeah. you'll begin in a firefight and some random person will run across your line of fire um yeah i think i would really like to have seen ubisoft put something in there where uh you know, you might lose experience or something, but to make the civilians an actual playable part, like you can accidentally yeah. shoot them. Um, or yeah, I'm surprised some, they weren't in the dark zone. Might... Something like that in the dark zone, yeah. Yeah, it is weird that you can't shoot. I mean, this is, sounds so terrible, but it is weird that you can shoot dogs and rats and birds, but you can't shoot people, civilians. Yeah, yeah. I mean, shoot people, but not civilians. Like, I mean, you see people out there doing some crazy stuff and you want to shoot them. But you can't. I'd rather shoot people than dogs. I'm just, I'll be honest, in a Me video too. game, I'd rather shoot people than dogs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's just small things. And there may actually be a reason why you can't shoot them. Um, I don't know. But it's just one of those things. I think it would be interesting to have to actually watch your fire in the middle of a firefight just in case mm -hmm. a civilian decides to run across. Yeah. yeah, that would be interesting. Well, that I guess that does, that does happen in the dark zone. You don't because you can go rogue if you don't watch your fire. Yeah, absolutely. So that's one thing. But they so, do. Yeah, there's so no PV, I, the... I guess there's no PVE repercussions for right. letting that loose, loose a whole loop. Yeah, letting loose a whole maybe, maybe there, maybe there's a mission where there's like you know civilians are trying to get out of an area or whatever. So that might be or in incursion. there. Incursion. Yeah, mm. Um. So you, you mentioned the whole going rogue and you know accidentally going rogue in the. Dark Zone and everything. So what do you think about people baiting other players to go rogue? You know, the whole shooting them once or twice. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, it's a tactic. It's, awesome. it's a tactic, you know? Yeah. yeah. People, if, if, you, if you're going to do it, if you're smart enough to tick somebody off and you find somebody's going to rage on you, then do it. It's hilarious. I mean, I think it's like, it's almost like there's no way around it because they know the accidents are going to happen and they don't want to make you go rogue immediately for shooting somebody. Um, right. And there's, I don't know, I'm not a programmer, but I would assume that there's no way to program in that, okay, well, he was shooting somebody else and somebody ran in front of him, so he's not rogue. Right. There's no right. really way to prog that, program that in, but, I mean, I, I did it during the beta. During the beta, I was shooting people one time, and then 
What I didn't realize though is that if you shoot somebody in the head with your sniper rifle, it doesn't count. You're rogue. So yeah, you're straight up rogue. Yeah, I learned that. And I I wonder if that's because you know you figure the the amount of concentration and aim it takes to fire at something as small as a head versus you know a couple of rounds from an assault rifle into their chest. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's got to be a percentage, a damage percentage. You know, if you go over twenty five, you're rogue. It's got to be something like that. I do, I do feel when you're talking about the dark zone. I do feel like this game is going to end up being about the dark zone. I mean, there's the PV, the PVP aspect of this game is so, I, it's so unique to me, and it's, yep. I, I really enjoy it because it's, it's almost like, um, it's almost like playing. I always talk about World of Warcraft, so I'm going to try and switch it up. It's like playing Elder Scrolls Online and the new area where it's PVP, but there's still missions you can do, and. It's like, so you probably have some groups of people that go into the dark zone and they're like, okay, well, I want to do these missions and I want to get this loot and I just want to extract my stuff. Then you have other people that go into the dark zone, like maybe like me and my group or the, I'm doing air quotes now, everybody, Rogue Squadron. Um, We go in there and we just say, okay, I don't really feel like going to find any loot. So what I'm going to do is just stand here for a little bit now that I'm the highest level and I'm just going to start murking people and taking their stuff. Uh, so. You know, and no, I did. You, you, I did exactly that thing. I'd sit at an extraction zone or bounce between them. I wait till somebody calls a helicopter in, and then pretty much right as the rope drops, everybody rushes to it to and you extract your gear, and you just, yeah, just grenade, grenade them. It. You know, especially well, you know, when you have a group of four people, yeah. you kill them all instantly. Then you pick up their stuff and extract it for them. And on the map, <laughs> extract it for them. On the map, you know, you can see when the instruction when people are in the extraction point. When people, this beer is doing me in. When people are in the extraction point, you can see the loot that they're trying to extract on the map, on the yeah. mini map. So, I mean, that's dangerous right there. I did not know that. I didn't notice that. Yeah, you can look and see what people, or at least in the betas. I haven't tested it out because, like I said, I'm only level four. But right. in the betas, you could look and see what people are extracting to see if it was worth your time to go rogue. It's definitely an interesting PvP scenario, and it puts different kinds of stakes on it. I would hearken it actually to another Ubisoft game, which would be uh, Splinter Cell, because Spies versus Mercs, mm. and that was always that very was awesome. cat and mouse, and and they've got kind of got a rich history of coming up with interesting PvP ways to play the game. Whether you liked it or not, on Assassin's Creed, they had some interesting stuff, and I think moving forward with this, this is going to be the, kind of the future for them, and, and we'll see how their rest of their games kind of pan out. For sure. Yeah, I'm 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 interested. Um, I probably won't actually go into the dark zone until either a they force me to do it or I reach max level. And why is that? Um, um, I want to experience the story. I want to go through the actual missions, get unlock all the perks and abilities and whatnot. That plus, I feel like the dark zone is going to be up until we start getting incursions or raids or anything of that sort. Like that's going to be your in-game content to begin with. Right. Um, everybody's going to be in the dark zone. You're going to be looking for the best gear that you can get. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the dark zone seems to be the better place to find it. And from my understanding, yeah, sure. I guess it's not the only place to find the best gear. It just has better drop rolls. Right. Um, I don't, I'm not exactly sure on that one, so don't quote me there. But it just seems to be, like, because of the risks involved. Because, you know, even though you may mm-hmm. find a really good item, somebody can easily jack it from you right at the helicopter. So right, yeah. I feel like that's why you're bound to find better gear in the Dark Zone at a yeah, quicker makes rate. Sense. I have mixed feelings about going to the Dark Zone early because part of me wants to just play play until I'm level 30 
Or was that that's the max level, right? Thirty? Yeah. Am I crazy? Yeah, max level is thirty. Yep. Yeah, nope. part of me wants to just play until I'm level thirty and then go do the dark zone. But at the same time, like I don't want to get to level thirty and go into the dark zone and be dark zone level one. You know, I want to be able to go into the dark zone at level thirty and get some cool stuff. Yeah, um, you want to kind of keep it both of them progressing at the same right. time. So I'm guessing at some point, and plus, you know, sometimes I may log on and maybe I only have. 30 minutes to play and I could probably sneak into the dark zone and take some stuff real quick where I can't get some stuff done. maybe can't do a mission in 30 minutes I know some or some of those destiny missions if I was going to try and do some of those I can't I can't do those in 30 minutes especially playing with a bunch of dads who got to do stuff all the time <laughs> yeah right sorry I gotta go kids crying sorry this hour-long raid is going to be six hours because all of us have to take turns doing different things <laughs> so Aside from the, uh, you know, I, I I can understand that with the going into the dark zone, trying to keep that leveled up at the same time. Um, I am thinking I haven't really paid attention. If there's an opportunity to create a second character, um, I did it with a lot of the other MMOs that I played. Yeah, there is. I'll level one traditionally. They do the slots for it. Okay. So I'll level one traditionally via, you know, running the storyline, the quests, and everything like that. And then I think I'll end up building a second character just to see what it would be like to attempt to level straight through the dark zone. Oh, okay. I would only do mm. the absolute minimum outside and then do everything else on the, in the dark zone just to see what the differences are, how long it would take, things like that. Well, I don't know that you can actually level up in the dark zone. In the beta, yeah, you couldn't actually the, level the up. You only gained dark zone different. levels. And yep, also, levels. you're talking about creating different characters. Just a little pro tip because I'm a pro. <laughs> uh, the uh, every time you create a character, they it generates random gear like cosmetics, and all your cosmetics are shared between characters. So if you get make two characters, you have two sets of cosmetics immediately. I mean, they're going to be your basic oh, cosmetics, but you got stuff. Right. So because my wife created a character today, I loaded the game. My wife created a character while I was still at work, and when I got home, I had two sets of gear. So. So that's interesting. That's something I didn't know about um, every character creating a you know a standard set of uh, cosmetic equipment. So it might be worth it to create, you know, I don't know if you could do it, but create an extra character, delete them, and then do it again and get more sets of gear. Right, because there's four yeah. slots. I mean, I think there's like four slots, and I was wondering the same thing, if You're you right. could just keep creating and creating. But, I mean, it's not like they're going to give you something super cool. I wouldn't think, like, I think a slouchy beanie is cool, but other people think that's stupid. Yeah, so, well, depending on how you know how other roles are, that stuff might roll in that first character. Yeah. Um, something I did notice is uh, so in the beta, you, there were all the intel objects you can collect, like the the downed agents and the um, the drones and stuff like that. Mm. So as I was looking through stuff in the uh, the game today, I found out that there are unique cosmetic items that you will be awarded for collecting every intel item of a particular set. So. Oh can, wow. Collecting all of the drones will award you something. Collecting all the downed agents, collect, you know, give you something. The cell phones. So it, you know, it might actually be worth it to pursue those to get whatever that unique item is. They don't tell you; they right. just say, you know, unique clothing option. And getting, I mean, I'm sure you also get Ubisoft points for doing that, which will let you buy gear. Which, I mean, that's worth it. Cosmetics is always worth it. So. Yeah. <laughs> I have some horse armor that disagrees with you. Oh. Hey, you know, okay, speaking of the beta, I have an issue with the beta that my wife will make fun of me all the time, but I created a female character just 
because I I never really created a female character in a game before, and I wanted to because people in World of Warcraft got free stuff for being a female, so I figured I'd try it out. <laughs> but you know the the female design in this game is basically a man's body with a tiny head and yeah. short hair. All options are short hair in the beta. So my wife created a character today, and it was a female. They didn't change the body, and all the options for female are all short hair, and the only other option has bangs. So there's no long hair in the game. And I was just like, that's... I understand that Ubisoft is like, we're not about character creation, we're about gameplay. But long hair, really? Come on. Yeah, but character creation is so basic nowadays. How hard is it to just put a random generator in the game or give a few more options, especially for... Uh, a gamer demographic that's heavily starting to move towards females. You know, they're getting, it's mm. almost 50-50 now, they say, in some areas. So why, why not give them the same choice as we have? It's ridiculous. We well, see the beard options. The beard options are yeah, right? sad in the yeah. game. Like, it's sad. It should at least be different kinds of hairstyles. The best beard you can get in this game is like a beard I would have grown when I was 18 years old. It's all raggedy and scraggly. <laughs> You're like real it's proud crazy. of yeah, it's crazy. Like walking around like, yeah. Yeah, well, that. I think it's kind of growing all Joe Dirt-like over here, so I don't really know. Hey, I managed to get my beard in the game. That's all I matter. That's all I Wait, care about. How did you... You got a full beard in the game? Uh, Yeah. How? So so each of the different faces, um, there are different beard and hair options for them. Oh, no. So, like, uh, face number one... <laughs> yeah, face number one has, like four or five different beard options you have clean shave you have five o'clock shadow you have uh, a beard you know like mine and then you have one that's slightly longer so it's and then if you were to go to like face option number two or five or whatever you know you have like so face option number one is the white guy and then face option number two is another white guy well that second white guy doesn't have the long beard option he's that's my white guy so, and that just might be it. You know, you chose a face that didn't have that particular option. Pick the wrong white guy. Pick the wrong white guy. So, you know, that and sucks. it's, so they did it because, I mean, it makes sense to me. Not every facial yeah. structure is going to have the exact same options. Um, <sighs> at the same time, I still feel like they should have just put all of the options out there. Right. Now that I'm level four, sure. I've come too far. I'm not going to, the beard isn't enough. I have the sweet sparrow neck tattoo going on, so I'm good. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I just want to say Eric's Gaming on YouTube is the one that I saw that on, like, while I was waiting the last 40 minutes for freaking launch. Okay. Yeah, man, everybody was so stoked about launch. And look at me, I'm just going to be so salty right now. Everybody was so stoked about launch, but I could have cared less because I didn't have the game. So. Yeah, well. well I couldn't even play it. I was I crashed on my couch. I tried to make it, but I'm dying to play it ASAP. I'll tell you from... Being there at launch, got an hour, what, about an hour and a half into the game, and uh, there were so many people trying to get on that crashed Ubisoft servers, and then I saw that. there were so many people complaining on the forums, they ended up crashing the Ubisoft forum servers. Oh, wow. Yeah, somebody was telling me that tonight when I was I was in a group playing and, and the party, and they were like, yeah, I just don't think they expected this many to play. And I was like, I don't understand how you could advertise a game for six years and not expect a ton of people to play, like... Well, then the other yeah. thing is, what were the numbers for the uh, the beta, the open beta? Didn't they get, like, some 8 million people to play it? Yeah, you uh, got to know at least so, that many or somewhere near that. That's crazy. And it was free online weekend for PlayStation, so you had all sorts of weirdos playing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, 
I feel like they probably could have planned that better. But at the same time, I mean, the servers were only down for, what, maybe 30 minutes. So yeah. it's still a big deal for launch because that just tells you that your servers were not set up adequately for that kind of a rush. Right. Are you guys are you guys having any kind of issues with the game? Because so far since I've played, um, I've had a couple of errors, and I've heard about it, people having errors where they've been kicked out of the game. And then the other issue I've been having is while I'm playing, uh, all of a sudden enemies just will stop taking damage, and my gun will stop shooting. And when I go to my options screen to look through my friends list in game, not in the dashboard, but in game, it is like moving by itself, and just. I just there's just certain things I feel like are going on with the game right now. It's just I don't know if you guys are having the same issues or different issues. I haven't had any of those issues. The, one, the the biggest one that I've seen, um, and I know, I know I'm not the only one because I remember uh, Professor Broman talking about it last night as well. But just randomly, all the audio just cuts out. Everything weird. Are you guys on your like speakers or headphones or? Um, mine. Is it on both actually? Okay. I unplugged the the headphone just to make sure that it's not my audio jack screw it up or anything. But I still hear I'll still hear the uh, the uh, party chat going on. Okay. But all the game audio, you know, there's no sound effects, there's no music, there's no you know people yelling or anything. So it it's something that's just randomly happened. You have to close the game down, come back in, fixes everything. It's crazy. Okay. No, I haven't had any issues yet. Well, you're on Xbox, so, of course, yeah. unfortunately, I'm on PS4. No, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's it's a sweet game. I was trying to keep reminding myself because, you know, when the betas, you start out at level 4, and then in the game, you start out at level 1, and I had to keep reminding myself, okay, you haven't played this part, so go slow and right. actually look at stuff and enjoy the game. Don't just rush through to where you started at. You know, and that's something I find I have to fight myself. Being a big MMO, like everything's about in game for me, and always yeah. has been. And so I find it, you know, fighting that urge to just rush to the end game, just so that I can do all of the end game stuff. All of the things. Yeah. yeah well, there really isn't much in game. game. You know, I learned a lot. I feel like from Destiny, which is like it's. It actually doesn't pay to have all the stuff as fast as possible right. because it just, you know, you get bored faster. So I'm just going to take my time. I'm not going to worry about getting in my playtime all the time. As long as when I get it, it's quality, I'll be happy. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's one of the things I noticed about this game just during the betas is that when the first bet, when the closed beta came around, I didn't really have as many people to play with right at the beginning. And it really just wasn't as fun. Um, I mean, just all kind of all MMOs to me are about as fun as the people that you play with. And I, I completely agree. I think I think we're moving um, as games seem to be the uh, the idea with Destiny doing taking a first person shooter, making it an MMO, um, taking you know Ubisoft now with the third person doing the exact same thing. I feel like we're moving from the game of uh, single player or land parties and stuff like that into a whole new world where it's a massive game where hundreds of people can play together. Yeah. Um, I, I think we're moving towards a more social gaming environment. Uh, yeah, it's really true. cool. I wish they had like filters where you could set age restrictions on who you wanted to play with, though. You know, and so the, the, the idea sounds yeah. great, but then, I mean... You're on the other end of a computer. What's to say you don't just lie about your age? Because I mean, I'm, mean, only, yeah, exactly. I'm only 21, so 
Yeah, that's what I, I mean. I can tell from looking at you right now. <laughs> no, yeah, you've had, you had a tough 21 years. <laughs> you've had <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm a few years older than that, but <laughs> but I mean, and, and that's exactly it. It's you know, you can have an eight year old say on the game that he's or right. even on this PlayStation he's that he's 22 or something and be right. That's true. And then of that's course, true. I mean, uh, being a father myself and having you know, dealt with other people's kids just because you were 22 doesn't mean that you are a 22 year old. Yeah, you're not no, not necessarily mature. I've dealt with a lot of immature, uh, older people older than I. So, yes. You know, I tell I actually had this debate with my daughter the other day. Um, I told her that I was just a kid at heart. She's like, "No, you're an adult." And I was like, "Sweetheart, there's a huge difference between being an adult and being grown up." <laughs> Absolutely. Like I never grew up, and I will never grow up. I'm going to use that one. I'm a Toys R Us kid. I don't know. <laughs> People probably don't remember those commercials with the song. But... Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, I do. I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. You know... I wish people could see what was going on just because so they could see that I was dancing to that fine tune <laughs> that B Schoolio was just dancing. I was rocking out over here. Toys for girls and boys that I can play with. Uh Games more, toys more. What video games. Is it video games? And and you could tell how how well we remember that song right there. Right. It's something, the something, something. something. <laughs> I don't want to grow up because maybe if I did, I wouldn't be a Toys R Us kid. Boom. Boom. Oh man, drop the mic. Yeah. It's like when your kids start singing a song, they sing the you know, like the chorus, they're all on it, and then afterwards they're like. Mew, 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 mew. <laughs> Did you say kids? I thought you meant like girls at clubs. Oh, that works too. Yeah. That too. Do you guys remember when this podcast used to be about the division? <laughs> <laughs> it was like that, last year or something. Now. It's like all B Schoolio can think about is going to play it right now. All all right. Right. Yeah, honestly, that's true. But all I can think about now is now that we talked about it as the Toys R Us toy run where you used to win the, the chance to run through the toy store and get as much of the shit as you could in the cart. And if you got it in there, you could keep it. I, know, no. I don't recall oh, this. I would run straight to the video game is this a, a kick show? the glass doors out. This is just like every year Toys R Us would pick two kids and like they would get a chance to fill up as much of the carts as they could within like two minutes. They could just haul ass through the store and throw things in the cart and it was theirs. Wow. I never would have got chosen because I was a middle class white kid. So that's that doesn't look good for publicity. Yeah, probably not. All right. So So, back to subject at hand. We'll uh, we'll go ahead and go to uh, wrapping this up. Um, For everybody that's out there and listening to this, um, (laughs) let us know how we're doing. Um, let us know what you think of the podcast, of the topics, things like that. And by all means, please send us feedback, questions, comments. Uh, if you have requests for future topics, you have concerns, maybe you don't like my hairdo, uh, you can go ahead and send all of that to dzdads at dadsadestiny.net. And I know if my hair is as bad, that bad, that you know I have a bad hair day over the uh, microphone, I applaud you, one. And two, I want to know where, which tree you're sitting outside of. It's an afro. Just <laughs> Um, you can also get us at Twitter, on Twitter, at the Dark Zone Dads. And then uh, you can get each of us individually. Um, I'm Axiom84, at Axiom84 on Twitter. Suburbs is Suburbs85 yeah. on Twitter. And then for B. Shulio, you can get him at Benjamin underscore Wilk at, uh, over on Twitter as well. 
all of that information will be in the show notes. I'm going to get swatted now because that's my real name. I'm going to get swatted. Oh, man. You can also catch me on Twitch at LARP City. LARP City. Yeah. Nice. All right. And on that note, uh, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in. And uh, hope you guys have a wonderful day. And we will see you out in the dark zone. <laughs> Don't roll up on us. We'll roll back. We'll roll back.